So who are these conspiracy theory believers, these conspiracists or conspiracy theorists or whatever you want to say? To talk about that, I have my friend, John Poston. Hi, John. Hi, Derek. Thanks for having me. You leave the world behind and enter a large chamber filled with boxes and crates as far as the eye can see. Welcome to The Conspiracy Clearinghouse. The podcast that takes a rather skeptical look at conspiracies and mysteries. Each episode will examine various conspiracy theories, most of which are not true, a few of which might be a little bit true, and even a couple that turned out, in fact, to be true. There are many boxes in the clearinghouse, and along the way, we'll look at some mysteries and hoaxes as well. We dare to look behind the curtain, that's behind the curtain. I'm your host, Derek DeWitt. Welcome to the Conspiracy Clearinghouse. So I guess it goes back to one of my earlier points about conspiracy theories, whether you believe them or not. You, you, I think it's good to find out where you're at with them because it's, yeah. a, it's a thing. It is, it's a thing. Believe them, don't believe them. Or as much as the world is, you look into it, it gets a little more complicated than that. And then the, dam- the, the risk becomes it, things can get so complicated. There's so much data. There's so much stuff. You can just get totally lost in it. you got to know where you're at with it. It's stuff that I don't agree with even a single iota of it, but I don't feel the need that I have to rise up in arms and get into a right. into a factoid fight and try and pick out... It's, a, it's like, it's a, it's annoying when an atheist feels the need to go out of their way to pick on a religious person. Yeah, You're like, it, you if they're what? not shoving it down your throat, leave them alone. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the exact same thing. It's like, so this guy's on his journey, he's kind of seen stuff, and I, to be brutally honest, I would see him, him being motivated in how he kind of embraces some of these, what mm-hmm. I would consider fringe, ideas i can see i can see the human thing behind what he's what he's doing with that but I, on the other hand i don't want to put him on the couch i don't want to so you know what you don't have to you don't have to throw a judgment down you can just sort of like ride right. with it mm. and like you said he's not he was he's not shoving anything down my throat he's not you know what we're just gonna kind of we're just gonna kind of roll we're gonna agree to disagree about those alien lizards we totally are, <laughs> we totally yeah, right. are. we've talked previously about how very often people who even entertain some of the conspiracy theories out there yep. are dismissed with a whole tinfoil hat. Yes. Do you know where this comes from? I, I don't. So in 1926, Sir Julian Huxley, who is Aldous Huxley's brother, wrote a short story called The Tissue Culture King. And this story is basically, this is 1926, right? In the story, a guy basically discovers the ability, I don't know if it's through technology or not, to mentally influence other people's Mm -hmm. minds. So Mm -hmm. it's a type of a a manipulative telepathy. Mm -hmm. But while doing it, the person doing it is just as susceptible to manipulation Mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. So he creates a hat made out of tin foil mm-hmm. now it's aluminum foil or aluminium foil if you're british but it was tin at the time mm-hmm. that's where it okay. comes from well good i know where my head 
headgear is uh, from. <laughs> that's, that's right. And then the other idea, of course, is the what we might call they're, they're fringe people. They're the lunatic fringe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy is killed in November 1963. Mm-hmm. November 1964, uh, an article appears in Harper's Magazine called The Paranoid Style in American Politics by oh, Richard yeah. Hofstetter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Now, you have to keep in mind that when Hofstetter came up with this term, the paranoid style, mm-hmm. he specifically said he meant the word paranoid in a pejorative sense. Yeah. He meant it to be insulting. Yeah. He talks of uh, how they focus on being pedantic. They have unusually aggressive minds. Yeah. Uh, movements of suspicious discontent. Mm-hmm. And uh, another great quote of his, heroic strivings for evidence. Mm-hmm. So he's, his thinking has very often been used to describe both the Christian right and the Patriot movement. That's kind of where these ideas come from. And then through the years, that's been, certainly when we were growing up, that was the general attitude. If you believe in one, what are you, crazy, wear a hat, or are you one of these sad, lonely people who has a bizarrely, aggressively suspicious mind, and maybe you're a little dumb. In uh, recent times, there's been a lot of actual scientific research into the conspiracy mindset. Yeah. Uh, in 2013, there was the conspiracy mentality questionnaire. This was a group of German and U.S. psychologists, and they, they did a study, uh, which they published in Frontiers in Psychology. They had five questions, mm-hmm. and you rated yourself on a scale of 1 to 100. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right, All right now. ready? Yeah. Number one, I think that very many important things happen in the world which the public is never informed about. Note the wording, very many. I'm going to give that 75. Okay. Two, I think politicians usually do not tell us the true motives for their decisions. Mm, I'll go 60 on that one. Okay. You got you politicians, that's buyer beware. You should know that they're self-interested. <laughs> that's it's almost not even their fault. But okay, moving on, 60. I'll give that a 60. Three, I think government agencies closely monitor all citizens. I'm going to go with the 90. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. See, that's that's where I go way down on that. I'm like 20. I think they, if they wanted to zero in on one person, they already have stuff. They ah, could that's do true. it. They don't necessarily do it all the time and everyone watching everyone all along. You don't have like your own personal minder following everything you do. Yeah. But if for whatever reason they did want to really break it down and really get down to details, I think they already have enough stuff to do it. So I'm going to give it a 90. And I, and I okay. think the intent behind it is very much there. If they could have a little droid to check up on everyone and follow every single one, I think they would do it. Everybody gets an angel. Four, I think that events which superficially seem to lack a connection are often the result of secret activities. You know, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with a 30 on that because wow. okay. I think it's, just, it's an indifferent universe and, and it's, there's, there's just so much comfort to be taken from the idea that there's a master narrative. It's important enough that these things are going to have a cause and effect that I don't think is there. I think some things definitely like that, but not, not predominantly. 30, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with 30. Okay. Yeah. And the last one, I think there are secret organizations that greatly influence political decisions. Wow. The wordings. I'm going to go with an 85 on that one. All right. So if you add all those up. Oh, I didn't know there was going to be a math question. Add them up and then divide it by 500. So you come up with 68. Yes. 0.68. So you're 68% conspiracy minded. So basically what their study looked at, uh, nine different things. So they looked at all these things and they found that conspiracy mentalities strongly correlated to obviously a high rating on the five questions we just did, the conspiracy mindedness questionnaire. So is 68, is that high? Am I like... 
No, I wouldn't say so. I would say, I mean, if... What's the highest you can get on that? 100? 100, yeah. That's pretty high. Yeah, 68%. I mean, if we're in if we're in grade school, that's a D. So oh, okay. In so the conspiracy world, you're a you're a D plus student. Well, yeah. Well, I guess it's all the frame of reference too. And the, yeah. And the state those questions, man. I don't know. Right wing authoritarianism and anthropomorphism. Strangely enough, there was a medium sized correlation. They found that conspiracy mentality also positively correlated, though less strongly than the others, to powerlessness, mm-hmm. anomia, and social dominance orientation. You yeah. will rate highly in feelings of powerlessness. Oh yeah, no, I'm down with that. You entirely. will feel very much that society is too big for anybody to understand, and that yeah. you and that you do well, very often have an attitude of you you know to be eaten and then the negative correlations people who were conspiracy minded scored low Uh in social political control meaning they felt that they didn't have much control in in the personal interpersonal and socio-political domains and in agreeableness when they they did the big five (laughs) what say what does that mean that's bullshit So here's another one. This is called the Generic Conspiracist Beliefs Scale. Okay, let's do it. 15 questions. We'll run through them real quick. You simply rate how much you agree or disagree with them. One is you strongly disagree. Five is you strongly agree. And three is neutral. Disagree, neutral, agree, and then there are in-betweens. Okay. Right, so there are five five possible points. You don't have to give me a number. The government is involved in the murder of innocent citizens and or well-known public figures and keeps this a secret. Strongly disagree, somewhat neutral, somewhat disagree or disagree strongly. I'm thinking too hard because in that, the government, that's cops shooting black people. And they and cops cover But keeps it a up. secret, yeah. So I'm, I'll go the like the not strongly agree, but between... Agree, agree, but not strongly. Agree, but not strongly. Okay. The power held by heads of state is second to that of small unknown groups who really control world politics. Mm, I'll agree with that. Strongly or just a bit? Just, just a bit. Secret organizations communicate with extraterrestrials, but keep this from the public. I got to go neutral on that. I don't, okay. I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, it's possible, but I don't. I, okay. No. The spread of certain viruses and or diseases is the result of the deliberate concealed efforts of some organization. I have to agree with that. Okay, but not strongly. But not strongly. Right. Not as much as we might think. Groups of scientists manipulate, fabricate, and suppress evidence in order to deceive the public. Some of them do, yeah. I agree. Like the okay. Climate change deniers, and not that there's many of them, but the people that said smoking was good, that's, that happened. The government permits or perpetrates acts of terrorism on its own soil, disguising its involvement. Um, I'm going to go with a weak disagree. Okay. I mean, I think they would, but they, I don't think they really have. Right. A small secret group of people is responsible for making all major decisions, such as going to war. Again, secret, secret <sighs> hidden cabal. Um, yeah, sure, agree. Not strong, agree, though. Okay. Evidence of alien contact is being concealed from the public. I'm going to strongly agree with that. Okay. Technology with mind control capacities is used on people without their knowledge. Yeah, because mind control can be a lot of things. I think like Facebook does mind control stuff that it's okay. not like, go kill your mother. But they, do, they, they <laughs> experiment on people because they, they can get a sample size. So yeah, I strongly agree. New and advanced technology which would harm current industry is being suppressed. Yeah, I strongly agree with that. Okay. The government uses people as patsies to hide its involvement in criminal activity. Which government? I mean, some people in government, I'm sure, do that. So agree, but not strongly agree. Okay. 
Certain significant events have been the result of the activity of a small group who secretly manipulate world events. A lot of this is the same stuff. Yeah, I agree. Some of it was okay. by someone somewhere, yeah. Some UFO sightings and rumors are planned or staged in order to discredit the public from real alien contact. Oh, I love that. I agree. Experiments involving new drugs or technologies are routinely carried out on the public without their knowledge or consent. Well, routinely. Not, routinely, no. So disagree. I think it has happened. It might happen, but not routinely. And the last one, a lot of important information is deliberately concealed from the public out of self-interest. Oh, strongly agree with that, yeah. Okay. So now I hit continue, get results. Wow. So that's your line. What does that mean? So then you get this, you are you're about 68, 70% on this line, just like the other so one. So the other one. Uh, your biggest one is control of information. So the, the a belief that science is manipulated or information is manipulated. Yeah. Your next biggest group was malevolent global conspiracies kind of tied with extraterrestrial cover-up. Uh-huh. And then your two smallest ones were personal well-being, which is a belief that individuals are being harmed by concealed dangers yeah. and government malfeasance. Well, I could, I could speak to those. First of all, the extraterrestrials. There's the whole Carl Sagan, billions and billions of stars. Mm. And just recently, it was about a year ago, These the, the videos, you've seen them, the black and white ones of the Navy flyers saw these videos. And they're terrible quality because you can't, you don't know what they are. And you know they have better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, well, they released them a couple years ago. And they said, these are official videos. And at that point, the Pentagon was like, well, we're neither going to confirm nor deny. And then just recently, I said, yeah, those are official State Department videos. Those are, Mm. they're basically saying those are real. We don't know what they are, but they're real. Then like tons of reputable military officers. What was the other one? The information, information security or something like that yeah right whether uh, science or, or information is being uh, information, manipulated information is a commodity you know I, I just think some of this maybe I am a conspiracy theorist because a lot of this to me is just common sense it's mm-hmm. just like not being naive in 2014 there was a study because one of the things people are looking at is mm-hmm. all right what is conspiracy thinking mm-hmm. what is what are some of the hallmarks of the mentality and then people come up with hypotheses and go okay well maybe how do we combat them how do we sort of inoculate ourselves against mm-hmm. them and then that also might show might shed some light on what it is that makes up all this because there are mm-hmm. a lot of ideas out there that then get debunked <clears throat> in this way and there there was one that looked at examining if analytical thinking reduced belief in conspiracy theories. Now, you mm-hmm. seem like you've analyzed things, but this mm-hmm. is what this study did, right? Mm-hmm. And they're defining conspiracy theories as, quote, a subset of false beliefs in which the ultimate cause of an event is believed to be due to a plot by multiple actors working together with a clear goal in mind, unlawfully or in secret. And so some of their base assumptions, they, they cite a bunch of other studies, mm-hmm that all happened between 2007 and 2014 that say very often conspiracy theories have negative social, civic, and health outcomes. Mm -hmm. People who believe in conspiracies often are less engaged in politics and are also less likely to reduce their carbon footprint. Mm. That they are less likely to engage in positive health behaviors. Mm -hmm. They live less healthy lives. Mm -hmm. They do engage in riskier sexual attitudes and behaviors. Mm -hmm they have a less egalitarian human rights attitude. Mm-hmm. They are often more racist, mm-hmm. and they often display more support for political violence. 
They have greater distrust in authority. They have higher political cynicism. Mm -hmm. They believe in authoritarianism more mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. They have lower personal self-esteem. They're less open to new experiences. Mm -hmm. They often reject scientific findings. Mm -hmm. They are more dogmatic, and they tend to believe in the paranormal more than mm -hmm. the general mm -hmm. population, mm -hmm. right? Now, the plus side of all of these is that... <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy theory thinking can foster greater political transparency mm -hmm. and that it does allow people to challenge dominant ideological structures. Mm -hmm. So these guys went, okay, looking at conspiracy theories, they seem to be underpinned by thinking dispositions that shape how the individual seeks, interprets, and contacts the legitimacy of evidence. How do we find and mm -hmm. determine if this evidence is mm -hmm. actual evidence or not? Mm -hmm. Uh, there's very often a need for cognitive closure. Very often people reject analytic methods and have more disorganized thought processes mm -hmm. when they really expound these conspiracy theories, especially, mm -hmm. you know, like on the soapbox or yeah, yeah, or yeah. what have you, especially yeah. when they, they're yelling. So they thought, okay, analytic thinking might be good at sort of inoculating against them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to think no. The interesting thing, though, is that conspiracy theory people believe they're being analytical. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... Studies have shown that they aren't, in yeah. fact. So they said, okay, let's look at this. One base assumption in the first study was that there are two independent information processing systems. This is from studies done in the 80s. Mm -hmm. There's the experiential or intuitive processing system, which is fast, automatic, often governed by habit, subject to affect, to emotions, mm -hmm. difficult to consciously control, mm -hmm. or to use Star Trek as a metaphor, Captain Kirk. Okay. Well, that's clear. And the analytic or rational, which is conscious, deliberate, effortful, slower, mm -hmm. affect neutral, mm -hmm. so no emotion, mm -hmm. and rules-based, or Spock. Right. So conspiracy theories are very often have very high emotional content. Yeah. And then they also said, okay, we're also looking at open-mindedness. Mm -hmm. And this meaning a tendency to favor contemplation of impetuosity, analyzing options and perspectives, questioning your own motivations and assumptions, mm -hmm. uh, welcoming different possibilities. So someone who is actively open-minded enjoys those things. They're often more flexible. They outwardly seek knowledge. People with low open-mindedness scores, mm -hmm. again, tend to gravitate towards conspiracy thinking. Mm -hmm. So they did this first study. Here's what they found. You said you think the answer was no, it doesn't help. And Well, I we're getting we're getting into language traps here because like help what like people shouldn't believe in conspiracy theories more. I was just for me analytical thinking is is like the co-pilot. People right. people are are, are Kirks. There, there's we make up our minds. There's a huge emotional content to it already, and our our analysis nine times out of ten isn't sent to do fact finding. Nine times out of ten, it's sent to do confirming what we want to already think and right. finding shoring up what we already feel we want the thing to be. Okay. So that's why I don't think because you look at conspiracy theories, they're they're incredibly some of them are incredibly like then he did this and then this was in place for that and this had been prepared by this and this set this up for that and then everything was in place and then it can be it's in, it can become very intellectually intricate. But right, but not necessarily analyzed. But not to not to debunk it to yeah. try and support it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they found with the first study was. Conspiracy theory folks seem to be less reliant on the analytic processing of information. They're more Kirk than Spock, as you say. 
Higher intuitive thinking and problem solving based on emotions correlated to higher belief in conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Higher analytic and uh, more open-mindedness correlated to lower conspiracy theory belief. And some ideas that have been floated out there they found were not significant, which is the need for closure was not found to be significant. And the tolerance for ambiguity was not found to be significant. See, okay, I think I have a conspiracy theory about this. Okay. Because I, I, think, I think both of those, I kind of, I'm just speaking from my experience, the idea of closure, I think it's there with the, with the conspiracy theory. Like, it, start, it makes more sense. It wasn't just this happenstance or this thing. It was, it's more, it's a richer sense of, like, yeah, this, this was done with a purpose. There were objectives pursued and they were achieved. Da, da, da. I have a conspiracy theory about this study that the conspiracy theory people were more honest when they answered the questions <laughs> and the other people that they were embarrassed they didn't want to come off looking like conspiracy theorists so they they gave the answers they thought they wanted that would make them look like not like conspiracy mm-hmm. theorists interesting <laughs> you should say that because they said okay these are the findings of the first study let's mm-hmm. do a second one good for them science the basic premise was analytic thinking seems to be a good predictor of conspiracy thinking. If you're more analytic, you probably believe in it less. If you're more emotional or intuitive, mm-hmm. you'll probably believe in it more. Could they experimentally manipulate subjects into employing analytic thinking and thus reduce their belief in conspiracy theories? Did they? So they measured their beliefs mm-hmm. on a series of conspiracy theories like the test I gave you. Mm-hmm. Several weeks later, they had them come in. They're not telling them, by the way, that this is a conspiracy thing. It's for something else. They gave them a scrambled sentence priming task. Mm -hmm. So words out of order to activate analytical thinking. Mm -hmm. And then they measured their answers again. What they found was after the analytical put the words in the right order to make these sentences task, Mm -hmm. lower conspiracy theory belief was measured compared to the previous responses and to a control group that didn't do the priming task. This study, it is the first actual evidence that analytic thinking could possibly reduce conspiracy theory thinking. However, it wasn't a super big effect. It was what they call Mm medium-sized. So it could have been, they thought, that Mm -hmm. simply performing a task, any task beforehand, was enough to lower belief in conspiracy theories. So they did a third one. So the thing is, here's the thing about science is not an exact science. Science is a is a verb. It's not a big monolithic right. thing. It's a, it's a it's a practice. And good. I'm glad they they're being very thorough. They're following it up. Yeah. So they did a third one. Okay. And they said, okay, let's not make it this. this let's do something else. The task was a, a what's known as a fluency task. Right. For example, here's a text in very hard to read fonts. Mm-hmm. Or uh, they also made them do memory tasks. And they thought this would increase deeper analysis of information processing and information retrieval. Mm-hmm. Final analysis. It worked. They saw a significant drop in conspiracy theory belief after doing these kinds of tasks. So then the last thing they did is they thought, okay, one thing that conspiracy theories seem to have is very often there's circular logic, conflation of uh, Mm. information, and so on and so forth. Mm. So analytic thinking, they they were thinking, uh, activates the mental space and gives people the tools or reminds them of the tools for people to reevaluate evidence. This also creates a distancing effect, which lowers affect, which lowers emotional involvement. Mm -hmm. Things feel less personal. Okay, well, now we're getting somewhere. 
They're not saying that the way that you think is the only or even a main factor in believing in conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. They literally say, quote, conspiracy theories are associated with a range of cultural, social, cognitive, and individual difference factors, Mm -hmm. especially for people who have very strong beliefs. Analytic thinking may not be enough to sort of dissuade them, but they were promising results and they said, we need more research. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Analytical think, thinking is the um, is the servant. Um, the master is the emotional. And and Gene Roddenberry understood that. He made Kirk the captain, right? We think we're so rational, but our rational problem solving, evidence weighing, you know, analytical stuff is the servant trying to come up with the right answer. They've done studies where they show that. If, let's just say, Barbara, Barbara believes in a conspiracy with a certain amount of certitude, she's more likely to believe in other conspiracy theories. And Marcus doesn't believe in that conspiracy theory, Mm -hmm. and he's more likely to disbelieve other conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. People have a tendency to silo. Yeah. So conspiracy theory as a mindset isn't about the specific theory per se. It's about a particular way of assessing and approaching, gathering and dealing with information. Yeah, and it can constitute a tribe and you you can do tribe signaling. And now with the way communications are set up, you can do this tribe signaling, find other people in your tribe and it comes down to that and it comes down to emotional gratification. You cannot get all the data. You cannot get all the information. Sometimes it's destroyed. Sometimes it's gone. It's just been too long. It's never collected in the first place. And you just, which narrative are you gonna, are you gonna bite down on? You could also misremember what you read. You could misremember what you read. You can misremember what you saw. What are you gonna, what are you gonna do? You're gonna do what is emotionally gratifying for you repeatedly, short term and long term. Yeah. You're gonna signal what does that for you so that you can find other people in your tribe. Who will reinforce it. That will reinforce it and do the same thing and you Mm -hmm. feel safe and at home with. And, and you have control. Analysis. And information and data is all secondary to that. That's all supportive of that. That is not the objective. That's just part of the, the mix holding up the objective of some of these psychological things. I mean, I, th- I thought that first study was great where they kind of picked into tendencies about your feelings of efficacy and, you know, mm-hmm. isolated or whatever. I mean, it all, it all comes down to that. Well, one thing's for sure. Mr. Hofstetter oversimplified Certainly. Now, granted, we're talking 1964. I mean, he's the first real person yeah. to do any any kind of empirical studies or, or yeah. even thinking on the topic. Because before that, before Kennedy, it was just dismissed out of hand. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but after Kennedy, hmm, 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 uh-huh. Kennedy kind of kicks it all off. Yeah. into the modern age and we and then we add all these elements we're talking about yeah. affect and the interesting thing about something like social media social media there's an immediacy to it and people get likes mm-hmm. and comments and this and that yeah. and there is an emotional response which has a chemical component it yeah. actually drops dopamine into the brain yeah oh yeah which yeah, is yeah, the yeah. reward chemical yeah and what, what, are, what are likes and smileys on facebook those are those are signals we're tribe signaling Humans are the only large primate to have a significant white of the eye. 
All gorillas, that's mostly iris. They don't have much of a white of the eye. Now, why is that? It's because the white of of an eye, it doesn't aid your vision, but it it signals, it shows all the other monkeys where you're looking. And if it shows where you're looking, it shows where your interest is. It shows, it gives an insight to your thinking. Just knowing where other, the other monkey's eyes are looking, you're getting insight into their thought patterns, whether they want you to know it or not. It's just what they're doing. And you get that information, makes you able to sort out the tribe thing better fit in the tribe better do what you got to do so that the tribe keeps you alive you know the the old thing of film acting is act with your eyes yeah uh, i think they have actually done a study they find that successful film actors generally have much bigger eyes than average no oh, yeah bigger heads and certainly bigger they, eyes they got big cr- like crazy big ass heads if you look at the, DiCaprio, he, he looks like he came off the saucer at the end of Close Encounters. They, they look, they look like bobbles. Look at, <laughs> look at Gal Gal Gadot, Wonder uh-huh. Woman, big giant ass head on this. You wonder how those little shoulders hold that head up. James McAvoy, Tom big Holland. Head. That's your organ. That's your instrument. That's where you're doing it with with a film camera. But we've gotten mm-hmm. way off the topic here. So certainly, certainly we can say that uh, a lot more research to be done, Mm -hmm. but conspiracy thinkers are not necessarily tinfoil hatters and lunatic fringers and sad, lonely people. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, the the pajama razzi. I'm gonna go back to, um, (laughs) I'm gonna go back to a very good point that you brought up about, about curiosity. And I'm gonna say something that I said before. If you, if you have a suspicion about something, you think there's a conspiracy behind it, go dig into Mm. it and don't, do not be ready to drink the Kool-Aid from any side though. Go into it, you're gonna learn crazy stuff and check in with yourself. You can learn what some of your triggers are. You can learn where some of your buttons are. You can- Some of your prejudices, some, some of your, of your, some of your blind spots. Some of your, yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Like treat it as a journey. That's. They, that's I mean, if nothing else, enjoy the stories. Yeah. Think of them as stories. Yeah. And yeah, maybe yeah. there's something else there. But one of the things that strikes me about this, and I'm really thinking of people who are, <laughs> they, they they start to physically hyperventilate, and their voice goes up, and their eyes get bigger, and all this mm-hmm. is this weird sense of urgency that seems to strike mm. some of the people who it's it's like they just feel like they have to do something. Yeah. Uh, this is something I don't understand. But for now, you can certainly explore conspiracy theories. Keep the door open and one foot out the door. Yeah, and I would, and I would explain the people that have the sense of urgency. It's not about world events and where our country is going. It's the urgency of their own psyche mm. falling to pieces because they've used this to kind of hold it together. That's right. dangerous. Then you've drank the Kool-Aid. Then it's just as bad as buying into what the lamestream media tells you and the, the fake news. Right. Um, if you if you're put your own emotional and psychological chips on it, that's not a good thing. Do it as kind of like a, oh, a trip to the gym or something. You're going to work yourself out. You're gonna right. you're gonna build up some strengths, but you do like you said. You leave leave it at the end of the day. To be a modern Renaissance person, you should at least consider conspiracy theories. That's right, Derek and I agree on that, <laughs> which legally makes it a conspiracy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, thanks for talking. Super interesting stuff. More more to come, maybe. I think I've said too much already, Derek. I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to have to kill both of us now. I'm sorry. Do you, do you think? Do you think they heard us? I think they heard every word. Uh oh. It's a cry for help. Help me! Help me! Thank you for visiting the Conspiracy Clearinghouse. We're closing now, but we'll open another crate in the next episode. Until then, thank you for listening.